Welcome to New Covenant Church. You're listening to this week's message. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to New Covenant Church. I'm down here. I'm down here. It was too full up there. I didn't want to get in the way. I'd, I'd trip over something and really do a show. This is our fifth Sunday celebration. It's a family celebration, so your kids are with you. Praise the Lord. They're going to get to see what happens out here and get a little taste of what the adults do on Sundays. Thank you all for being here. I have a couple of real quick announcements and some exciting news for you. First of all, I'd like to introduce somebody that's been the answer to prayers that the elders have had for almost two years now. We've been praying for somebody to come along, come on board with us, and help us with generations. So with your children, uh, early childhood, uh, grade school, high school, and family events. And we've been praying for that, and God has brought us a family. Lance, would you and Megan and the boys come down? So this morning, I'd like to introduce to you our new generations pastor. Uh, they're the Brodskys. They just moved here this week all the way from Amarillo. Oh, boy. So we got... We've got Lance and Megan. We've got Malachi, Asher, and Israel. And they're going to be here uh, next coming up weeks. They're just going to be getting to know you guys. And Pastor Chris is going to share more with you about what his real responsibilities are. But right now, all it's going to be about is you get to know him, him getting to know you. I wanted to introduce him to y'all, he and his family. Uh, they're going to be a big part of New Covenant for years to come, and we look forward to seeing what God will do through them here in this body. So after service, they're going to be outside to the right with Pastor Daryl, so y'all can introduce yourselves and get to know them. I want you to put a name to a face, and this is who they are. So Lance, uh, Lance thank you so much. Good to see you. We had a good time moving in last Monday. That was a fun time. Oh, yeah. One more quick announcement. If y'all did not know, October is Pastor's Appreciation Month. And we wanted to show some appreciation to one of our pastors. Chris, of course, is out of town on vacation. But Pastor Earl, would you come up uh, in Matthew 519? Jesus said, Jesus Christ said, those who keep my commands and teach them are great in the kingdom of God. And I believe you are a great man in the kingdom of God. You're great in our hearts. We want to share a little something with you and Connie. Um, Chewy's is not opening up a restaurant here in Lampasas, so you're going to have to go to Austin. We will, but We will put this to use. So you use that. For, we love you, and we are blessed to have you here, and we have always been blessed by you and your teaching. So thank, thank you. you, Pastor. Thank you all. Thank you. All right. All right. Today, if you're joining us online, it's going to be a lot of worship music today, so turn up your speakers. Just let this flood your home. Let the Holy Spirit dwell with you there as he does here couple of quick announcements. There will not be any youth tonight. And next week, praise the Lord, next week, Saturday night, is time change. You're going to get that hour back. So if you don't set your time to the correct time on Saturday night, you'll be at first service next week. And that's okay. It's, it's good, too. So y'all remember, set your clocks back. And uh, if you can't remember, please bring your donations for the Thanksgiving food drive back. Quickly, next Sunday, next Sunday is the last Sunday for that. And it's so early. we got to get it all organized so we can have it out by Thanksgiving. So if you're going to donate for the Thanksgiving food drive, vote for your favorite ministry and put it on a table out in the lobby. Can we get started now? Let's do it. Welcome to our fifth Sunday throne room. Um, You have the freedom to worship as you choose. You can stand, sit, kneel. The Lord's Supper is open. 
Spirit come like a flood, 
while traveling, I was learning about culture and their state's history, how stories were passed down. And it was said that we are a few generations away from losing history. It hit me. It's like that spiritually as well. We must tell of God's goodness and power. Stories of what He has done so that our children and their children will believe His goodness and share His faithfulness to the next generation. This led me thinking about the prophecies of old and encounters of God's presence from the past through this church. And I don't want the reality of knowing God experientially to disappear or to be lost because we haven't shared our encounter of God's goodness, His faithfulness and love. So I have asked some foundational members of New Covenant to share their life-transforming stories. And we'll be watching us today. Out of a really trying time in my life, I had a lot of doubts and felt a lot of rejection and that I was alone in the world. And then I began to press in and I told the Lord, uh, I'm just here for the ride. You're in the driver's seat. Just take me wherever you want me to go. I became a Christian at a young age and knew God. I knew the reality. Um, But I think a lot of my belief was from my parents. I believed what they said. Um, I knew it to be truth because I trusted them. And so uh, my walk, I, you know, learned the stories, did all of the things and stuff. And so I knew that, but it just wasn't the reality to me. It was, you know, believing because someone else had told me who he was. And for me, my walk with the Lord was about rules, you know, following rules. Don't, don't do this, do this. And uh, honestly, I, I probably felt like I was doing a decent job of that at the time. But it was definitely, you know, rules and, you know, motivated by guilt almost, you know. I realized that in looking over my life, I don't view it as in chronological years, but I view my life as in encounters of relationship and revelation with God. My life is a journey of coming to know Him. I had uh, been saved for about 10 years and and, uh, I had already been filled with the Holy Spirit, uh, spoke in tongues. But that was about the extent of uh, real spiritual encounter that I'd had. I'd walked in valleys and I'd walked on mountaintops just like everyone else in life. I was coming out of a, a, a dark period of my life when all this uh, came about. Uh, failure, uh, disappointment, uh, those kinds of things. But I was, I was at a low tide in my life. And um, when God showed up, all that changed. I got saved watching the 700 Club and I watched other nighttime, late nighttime uh, talk shows and actually 
turned the channel to watch one and turned on the 700 Club. And I had no idea what it was or what they were doing. It just like that looked like that format. And so um, Pat Robertson started talking about Jesus like he was real. And I always just thought he was um, real but not personal at all. And so um, I listened a couple of nights and uh, realized I didn't know Jesus. And so I called in and accepted Christ on the phone. And um, never forget it, the man that I spoke with said, you know, the angels in heaven are rejoicing right now over you. Scripture says, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit so that whatever you ask in the Father in my name, it will be given to you.
every stronghold shine through the shadows burn like a fire Tell Jesus from the mountains Jesus in the streets Jesus in the darkness over every enemy And Jesus for my family Oh, I speak the holy name of Jesus Shout Jesus from the mountains Jesus in the streets Jesus in the darkness over every enemy Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name of Jesus. Jesus for the mountains, Jesus in the streets, Jesus in the darkness over every enemy. time frame we were just a group of people that wanted to know God we were seeking him and our desire was to follow him to do the things that he would ask us to do during this time frame we attended a conference and we didn't know what the theme of the conference would be when we got there there was this big banner that said a new way to pray 
heart beat a little faster, my pulse quickened, and I thought, is this going to be about tongues? It was. We had no experience with the gift of tongues. Dudley Hall taught on that gift, and then he said, those of you that would like to receive the gift of a new way to pray, would you stand? I stood and received that gift. And that night, I prayed all night long in the Spirit. And I still pray and pray and pray in the Spirit. And so, um, Pat Robertson then um, sent out a book, Shout It From The Housetops. And that was the first Christian book I read. And he talked about receiving the Holy Spirit. So I thought, well, this man led me to Christ. Um, I'm going to pray and see if I can't receive the Holy Spirit. Why not? And it was about midnight. And I uh, got on my knees and prayed. And I asked God to fill me with the Holy Spirit. And um, I began to speak in tongues, not knowing anything. Again, no preconceived ideas. And... um, I prayed for hours in the Spirit. We also didn't know anything about the gift of prophecy. Beth Alves came to New Covenant and she taught on that gift. And at the end of her teaching, she looked over at Daryl and she said, Pastor, the Lord is going to let me give you a word. And she began to prophesy to him. Now what no one else knew, including Daryl, that interwoven in that word that she gave him were scripture that God had given me to pray for Daryl and for the leadership of New Covenant. I knew that day the reality of the gift of prophecy. So as I began seeing um, my parents encounter the Holy Spirit, I honestly was afraid. The things that I saw, um, I was nervous. I, again, knew that it was reality because I trusted my parents. And I knew that what they knew of God was truth. And so then we went to a retreat, and um, I had gone up for prayer, and I asked God during the time I actually was um, slain in the Spirit, went down in the Spirit. And as I was slain there, I said, God, if this is you, I need to know it. And everything I asked in that moment, he gave I said, God, I want to I feel your presence pass before me. And this wind just blew across me. And I was like, whoa, that really was you. Um, and then I was laying, and I said, God, I, I want to feel you hold my hands. And the warmth that came across my hands in that very moment, every little thing that I asked, the Holy Spirit did. And I began to encounter and know the reality and the truth of it for myself. No longer... Um, for my parents, no longer just trusting them, but knowing and experiencing who he is for me and knowing everything that he promised, everything that I ask, he went through and fulfilled in that moment. Um, I believe to to give me that lasting that I could stand on it. I'm one of those that needs to know that I know. And it was that experience of the reality for me that he touched every question. There is a realm of Holy Spirit's manifest presence that you can feel. 
And if I were to describe that realm physically, I would say that it is a weightiness. And if you're aware, when you put your hand in water, like in a swimming pool, and, and you just slightly move your hand through the water, if you're sensitive to it and if you're aware of it, it there is the slightest bit of pressure of that water that you can feel with your hand. That's how I would describe physically the manifest presence of Holy Spirit. There is a weightiness that can be felt. The Lord was talking to me. And he was telling me that I was going to go to the Toronto Blessing. One day I was writing in my journal and I said, I want to know true love. And I know your true love. So I want to come and be with you. Once we got there, uh, they had been having services every day for a year. It started, we went in 1995, and it started in January of 1994. We were overcome by the power of the Holy Spirit was there. There was a weightiness. When we went into the service and sat down, I couldn't even hold my head up because of the weight of the Holy Spirit, so I would have to rest my head on the back of the chair. But the final day was the day that the Holy Spirit visited me. We had barely gotten into the service. It was a Sunday. And uh, I heard the Lord tell me that he was going to take me on a honeymoon. And uh, so I turned to a friend and told her, I'm I'm going on the honeymoon. And at that moment, I didn't hear or see anything that was going on during the service the whole time because I was actually with Jesus. We talked. He held my hand. He reassured me. He took me to an angel concert, angel choir concert, which of course would be something I would love because I'm uh, have a music background and it was wonderful uh, we sat in a box seat in a gilded concert hall and listened to the angels singing praising him and then he asked me if I wanted to go sing and I said yes and I said I don't know if I can go and he said I'll go with you and he did he stood right beside me. And uh, this went on for probably an hour and a half. It was the whole service. I asked him if I could come back. And he said, yes, anytime. Just call and I'll pick you up in my limousine. And I, I would say at the time it felt very high risk, but uh, also high reward. Um, for me, my reward ended up being two very real physical experiences that I had um, during ministry time, prayer time, that uh, to this day I can't deny that it, that it happened. But those, those two experiences, especially the first one, was like rocket fuel for my faith. It, it just propelled me to a place that I would have never gotten to, you know, just the passion I had for 
for God and wanting to know Him and wanting to spend time with Him and being able to actually read and study and pray. Um, I could have never done that without that experience, you know, and I came out of it knowing that God is real, He knows who I am, and um, I wanted to know who He was, you know, the real Him. We experienced Him at home, in our cars, at church, in stores. We experienced Him everywhere we went because that's who He is and still is today. Uh, one experience that I had, speaking of change, that uh, affected me to this day. Um, I used to travel a lot with my job and I was on the highway driving up to the Dallas area. I was by myself, which is, you know, your best prayer time is when you can really get honest with God. And uh, driving up 281 in my pickup, and uh, I don't even know what I was praying. I don't know if I'd ask a specific thing or not, but God entered that pickup. And uh, the best I can describe the atmosphere or the in internal atmosphere of what was going on is God came in the form of love. I've never experienced anything like that. Uh, so much so that I had to pull over. Afraid I was going to crash. I was having difficulty breathing. Or it seemed like I did. I mean, it was a heavy, heavy presence. And he talked to me and mostly... I just felt an embrace and lasted a little while. And, uh, well, what seemed like a little while, it might have been shorter than that, who knows. Uh, but there came a time where I, I just had to ask God, you've got to stop. I, uh, I wasn't sure he wasn't taking me home at the time. Uh, part of me has since wished I hadn't asked him to stop not to go home but just afterwards you know I felt him leave the cab and uh, I was able to compose myself and drive on to my destination but uh, I knew then speaking of change I knew then that he knew me, he loved me, without question, and he accepted me with all my mistakes and shortcomings. Yeah, I was changed. We were always asking people when they had an encounter, what is God doing and what is God saying? The majority of the time, they would say that they were experiencing a love from Him that they had never known before.
and that they were experiencing a love for him that they had never experienced before. We were covered in love and we knew that we were. I was one of the fortunate ones too that I got to go to Toronto with the group and um, and uh, it was just an incredible experience again continuing to grow in the Lord continuing to see the flow of the Holy Spirit in a new way and um, that just blesses you that makes your spirit grow even more so um, I told uh, brother Daryl the other morning that after this past Sunday I said um, I have even now as old as I am um, after Sunday I've taken another new step with Jesus Standing on your faith 
love endures through generations. I know that you will keep your covenants. I'm calling on the God of mercies, the one who opened up the ocean. I need you now to do the same thing for me.
Jesus through scripture and heard him through scripture since that time I still know him through scripture and hear him through scripture but I know him in a different way as I was thinking about what I was going to share Holy Spirit encountered my thoughts and he said this is what I was doing in your life at that time in those encounters. I was revealing myself to you in relational conversation hearing. Now the thing that I absolutely love and adore about him is that he told me that on September 24th, 2022. That encounter, those encounters were 28 years ago, encountering Holy Spirit in that fresh new way. And on that Saturday morning, he encounters my thoughts again, and he said, this is what I was doing back then. One of the things that I absolutely love and adore about him is he wanted me to know that. 28 years later and he's saying to me there is another revelation of myself that I want you to know about and that revelation is this is what I was doing in your life at that time the other thing that I know and love about him is he doesn't just say something for the sake of saying it and so I know that when he encountered my thoughts September 24th, 2022 and told me what he did, that there's going to be more revelation of who he is that he's going to be telling me about. Oh, there's a total difference. Um, I went from darkness to light. Uh, total difference. Um, the peace that you have when you experience the Holy Spirit is like nothing you've ever felt before. Um, it is a peace that encompasses your entire being. And so, um, and it's always there. Um, you know, the second that fear arises, and you know, that's what the devil is always going to bring into our lives, you know, kill, destroy, and bring that fear in. And so, uh, if you can just, the minute fear comes in, you just reach out for the Holy Spirit and you just ask, you know, um, come quickly. I need you right this second, and he's there right this second. And so um, that, it changed me. It changed me from um, being a fearful person to quickly knowing who to turn to. I had no one to turn to before that. Uh, if I faced fear, I was facing it alone. I don't face it alone anymore. I don't face anything alone anymore. Um, he is my rock. Oh, when the... Holy Spirit came, I, uh, I think the most important thing for me to say in my life, because I was at a low point, was the peace and the presence of God in my life, how that uh, washed away a lot of pain and uh, gave me hope again. 
uh, it gave me excitement again. After that encounter, there was such a reality that I, I knew um, he was my friend. He was there for everything. It was, it was no longer just stories in a book or um, things that I listened to a sermon. It was his presence with me at all times. I could ask and I could receive in that moment. Um, I could seek him and he would give me the answers. Um, it was just that, that presence. I guess I'm an emotional person. So the emotions that I felt, he would meet me right where I was, and it was just just the reality, the reality of who he was in a personal relationship with me, that he took the time to encounter me and give me that um, belief that I could stand Now I knew in my heart that he had chosen me, that I really was saved, I really was his. And uh, he really heard everything that I said. He heard every prayer. He did speak to me. And he does speak to me. I do hear him in my mind. Sometimes I think it's just me thinking that, but then he'll say it again. And I know that there is nothing that can change that. There's nothing that can happen. Bad things still happen, disappointing things, but it doesn't compare with the fact that I know Jesus loves me. He's chosen me to be a part. He talks to me and he allows me to talk to others and do things to show them how real Jesus is and how personal the Holy Spirit can be. My faith had gotten to where I was laying in bed in the middle of the night for two or three hours at a time in a cold sweat, just wondering if God was even real and just really battling it uh, multiple nights a week for multiple months. And really I would have to go back to 25-ish years ago to these physical experiences I had with them to, to get through that, you know, to, uh, they anchored me, you know, those experiences were an anchor to my faith where I could go back and say, I know God is real because He touched me two different times and I just couldn't deny it. So I was able to walk through that season of a very, very heavy doubt um, and come out of it. I mean, it, it's still a conversation that I have to have, but um, I wouldn't be here without those two experiences that anchored me. Revival embers smoldering, breath of God 
even if 80% of the people are faking it till they make it, it it's going to totally be worth having another experience with God and I just hope that that my kids and myself and this church has the grit and the courage to, to push through whatever it looks like the awkwardness and just seek God and see what He does yeah Give the Lord a clap off. I want to thank Stacy for having the vision for putting these things together, but Brandon and Amanda making the videos and all that, that, that we did. Amen. All right, now I want you to listen to me. Here's my heart. We're not going back 28 years to experience the Holy Spirit. We're inviting the Holy Spirit to come today. We're inviting him to come to move and do. And uh, we're just going to just take a moment and just give him. And I'm going to ask that there not be tongues or anything like that right now. This is not a time for us to, to express our gift. This is a time for the Holy Spirit to give his gift. Do you hear what I'm saying? He has something he wants to touch you with. As the Bible says in Psalm 34, 8, taste and see. Oh, taste and see. That the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Now, we quote those scriptures. We just think we know what. You know what it is to taste? It's to experience. To taste is to get a, get a taste of it. To, to get a part of that experience. To allow Him to touch us. To to. Put His flavor on us to to do those things. And we do that individually. We taste. And the taste is the experience. The see is the change of perception. God may want to give you a new view of who He is. Like Connie said, God is wanting to go from glory to glory to glory. 
to glory. For Him to be able. It's not what encounter we had back in the past. It's what encounter God wants to give us today. Because every encounter is going to give you a fresh revelation of who God is and what He's up to. So I just want you to take a moment and I'm going to ask you please not to be about us. It's about gift. Would you receive a taste? Would you just receive a taste? Here's the other challenge I have for you. This is our children are in here too. Kids, would you ask your parents to tell you about their encounter with God? Parents, we've got to get in the habit of telling our kids our encounters with Jesus. So I'm asking the kids, ask mom and dad, tell me about when you felt Jesus. Tell me about when you met Jesus. Tell me about when the Holy Spirit did in your life. And listen to what your parents encountered. And invite the Holy Spirit to touch you, children. Blessed are the children for such are the kingdom of God. Thank you for listening to this week's message. 